0: Pandemic, social unrest, the state and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro on this Holy Wednesday on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, Today is, of course, the final day of March. It is Holy Week. And this portion of our program, folks, it's much by It's My Health. Now, listen, it's a nice day. Maybe you're out in the car listing right now to either AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. Why not take a ride right over to 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland and pop in. I'll bet you've driven past that old white church different times right across from Davidport Restaurant. It's my health. And see our friend Marie, the queen of health, where they have delicious, they have incredible bulk herbs, teas, and spices. It's my health. Keep your family healthy. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality and integrity. Local products like the incredible Kyberry which is an antioxidant. Maple syrup, beef fresh gum and hemp and CBD products. Stop in and see Marie. You can call her at 401-305-3585 401-305-3585 3585, again, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health. And if anything, that extraordinary building, that old church, which was in Berkeley, a village of Cumberland, built around 1860, operated as Berkeley Methodist Church for many years, closed sometime 1960-ish corner of Main Street, Menden Road, Diagonally across from Daverport's restaurant. And, um, and then, but now it is the home of It's My Health. And you see the ramp and inside are just tremendous items. You know what else is, maybe you're going to see someone uh, this Easter Sunday. And why not pop by and you can uh, pop into It's My Health. And Marie also has local maple syrup, which is terrific. Honey, local honey and uh, and also great uh, body oils and essential oils and soaps. It's My Health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Now, coming up in just a moment, we are going to speak with Representative Patricia Morgan. And there's a bill uh, that she is supporting. Also, by the way, the new big news, news of the day is Governor McKee, uh, apparently it has to go through the Senate. But he has nominated... As we had predicted, the head of the Providence City Council, Sabina Matos, is poised to be, I have no reason to believe that she's not going to be the uh, lieutenant governor, even though it does have to. In fact, uh, she does need firm approval from the state senate, but I don't. See a scenario where she would not be approved of that, but uh, Representative Patricia Morgan, um, we're going to talk about this story that she's talking about, which has to do with you know what they want to teach in school, and this has to do with white guilt and white privilege and white supremacy, and they want to have a, a situation in Rhode Island schools where. The way I understand it that she's described it is they would uh, go around the room and have all of the Caucasian students apologize to minority students for their for their for being born white. Uh I don't I don't understand that. Um I I, I think we're we're heading into a dangerous territory here. We're um uh dangerous territory where People want to push this narrative that somehow this is healthy, and this is the what needs to be done, and this this way we're going to right all the wrongs. And I um I I don't agree with that. And you know, if anything, folks, when we talk about narrative, a good narrative is playing out in New York right now, whereas uh, Asian people are under attack. There was a vicious woman attacked right at Forty Third. Forty third and Ninth, I think, on the west side of Manhattan. Did you see that woman? That was so far the the last three attacks in New York were were all done by African American. We're, we're black men that are attacking these Asian people, and yet you you'd never you know. There's always this continual narrative about these are white supremacists. and you know you saw it with the the situation in. Um, in Colorado, where, you know, they were saying, they were trying to say it was it was definitely white supremacy of who went in and was doing that. And then the, the guy that um, shot the, the people in the massage parlor and, and trying to say that that was, you know, they're, they're just in such a hurry to carry out this narrative. And, and none of it is, is standing up. Um, and again, especially in New York, you know, New York now they say that that it was the suspects the police are looking for a man that attacked an asian woman now what's odd about that is you now have to interpret that if if the person they were looking for was white they would say they were looking for a white man but they no longer say that they're looking for a black suspect for fear that somehow that that's racist so they'll say the police are looking for a white suspect who attacked so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. But then the next story is a man attacked an Asian woman. And then when they show the picture from the video surveillance, it's someone who's black. It, it doesn't make sense. Now, folks, on this sunny Wednesday, how would you like to have your best lawn ever guaranteed? You would. Well, I want you to contact George at Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, 401 392-1025. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. They will be your best lawn ever, guaranteed. And right now is the time with they do the fertilizer and the crab gas control. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They are the real deal. I went with them last year, and George said, Juan, this will be the best lawn you ever had. And he was right, it was. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Call today. Free, see quote, 401-392-1025. 401-392-1025. Or online at Lawn Doctor, LawnDoctor.com. It's Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Your lawn care company. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed, is with Lawn Doctor. All right, let me get um Representative Morgan on the line with us, who is uh, so knowledgeable. And I want to... Um, let's um, give her... Oh, hold on a moment, folks. All right. I want to um, reach... Uh, all right. Bear with me. I'm not sure why that's doing that. Uh, let me <laughs> reach... Representative Patricia Morgan, who was good enough to, uh, first of all, she is leading the way with the, the guests on voting, without question. She is uh, without question. Okay. And uh, let's get her on the line, folks, right now, who is, uh, and again, another great guest today. Uh, if you go to the website, petro.com, you can hear where we have on the Secretary of State from Alabama. We head on. So, folks, joining us on the line right now, and she is voting for integrity in Rhode Island with voting, is our friend, Representative Patricia Morgan. Good afternoon, Rep Morgan. Good
1: afternoon,
0: John. Well, first of all, I want to thank you. Jason Sneed was just tremendous with fear elections. And so, uh, Rep, I want to thank you for leading the charge. But there's another story that I'd like you to talk about. And it's this. Can you know, I just
1: talk about that for a moment? Yes, I need absolutely. To watch the critical yes. Theory. Go right ahead. Our elections, and I think you have been pounding this, and I am so happy that you are, is probably the most important effort that we can undertake yep. in our state. Yes. Because it's foundational to representative government. And if it is not fair and honest, then we are in trouble. Um, so, you know, I I am going to have another, uh, they're going to repost my my bill for next week, and I hope people will send in emails, it's on the agenda, how to do it, um, in support of the bill. Um, there were, a, a, I talked with the chairman and he said, well, there wasn't a whole lot of interest in the bill, meaning, well, he didn't think he'd push it very much, but... I need to demonstrate that people are interested in having fair and honest elections in Rhode Island. Absolutely. The fact that we know that they have to be fair and honest. Uh, Secretary of State Mary Gorbea's law was really heavy on access, but not on election integrity. No. And my bill, married with that one, will bring the integrity and the security, at least some of it, um, which is extremely lacking in her. In her version of
0: how to fix the election. Well, the the fact so of the I matter hope is, people will- yeah. The, the fact of the matter is, Rhett Morgan, that um, you know, Rhode Island is an outlier in how we do our elections, yeah. and we're moving in we're moving in the wrong direction. Georgia's moved in the right direction. Uh, Jason Steed was fantastic. Florida actually has overcome a lot of the problems they had in the past. Florida now is like a model. Uh, out. Alabama, and that was so great to speak with John Merrill, the Secretary of State of Alabama. The way they've yeah, up. isn't he
1: terrific? He yeah. is.
0: But Rep. Morgan, as I've shared with you, and I'm I'm very candid. This this has nothing to do with President Trump. I the recent changes yeah. they've made, and if these are made permanent, um, as a citizen, I have lost complete faith in our elections here in Rhode Island. And there, they seem to they want to make it even less reliable with less integrity right. uh but but you know these aren't national experts the secretary of state from alabama and then john state, national experts basically saying rhode island we we have a problem this is not how you conduct an election and i like the tagline of make it easy to vote hard to cheat right now in rhode island it's very easy to cheat oh yes
1: 40 percent of the names on our list aren't of real voters right right um I think John Merrill, or Secretary Merrill, told you they've removed 1.3 million people. That's right. their list. Yes. We haven't done that in Rhode Island. No. We've had a Secretary of State sitting there for eight years. Yep. On an ever-growing and ever um, out-of-control voter list. Yes. You can never trust an election unless that, unless that voter list is accurate. Right. Um, and, and in the meantime, then she is proposing to remove all the safeguards that ballot harvesters exploit. So now you have manipulation and intimidation of voters. And they seem to be fine with that. Well, I'm not fine with it. No. The people of Rhode Island
0: shouldn't be fine with it. Yeah, and Rep. Morgan, you know, voting should not... There's no reason to have this as like the honest system. I mean, this is ludicrous. No, there's a lot at stake. We have the right to have safeguard elections uh, the direction they're moving is making it worse, and I think the proof is in the pudding. How confident are they on their voting list that they have? Well, Secretary of State's chief of staff, he's resigned because he's going to run for mayor of Providence because he thinks he's got the winning list. And she's entertaining running for governor because she feels she has the winning list. And and it's so valuable what they have is that Seth Magaziner, the general treasurer, he's offering to her, why not run as my lieutenant governor? And bring your winning list to me and we'll run as a team. Now, this is not on policy. This is not on fundraising. This is not on getting your message across. This is all that they're kind of gaming the system by having the type of list and then going out and cultivating and harvesting mail ballots and feel that that's how they're going to find victory. And we cannot afford to let that happen.
1: We can't, and it, it's even worse, John. At the local level, you know, many of these contests for school committee, town council, uh, representative, and senators—they're won and lost by a hundred votes.
0: Yes, yes, right
1: or less. Yes, absolutely. Um, very, very small margins. And you don't think a ballot harvesting? Oh
0: my God!
1: Makes a difference. Yes. Right? You don't think that somebody you know who votes twice? Um,
0: or is it eligible makes a difference? Of course yep. they make a difference. That's right. And and people should also be very a worried. A lot of
1: money is spent at that level. That's right. right.
0: And they're not, you I know, think 60
1: to 70 percent of your property taxes goes to school committee. That's right. They're in charge of a lot of money.
0: And they're not they're not the, the party, the Democrat Party. They're not bringing in Kate Coyne McCoy to give speeches and and write little pamphlets. She wants victory no. up and down the ballot was her quote. Which means they're going to use these tactics on every potential race. What people listening need to understand is this is not, they don't want to dominate the Republican Party. They want to eradicate the Republican Party. And even Biden said- During his press briefing last week, not to get off subject, but what did he say to the reporter? Is there even going to be a Republican Party in four years? Boy, if that was not, Rep Morgan, if that wasn't a red flag to what the end game is here, this isn't to win elections. They don't want elections, they want to be nothing. So now tell us a little bit about when this hearing is going to be, because I will put links up. I will encourage people. I know the general public are still not well the general public can they testify how can we learn more about this
1: yes so um, so it's going to be reposted for next week okay. and i won't know until friday okay or, well i'm not sure when they're going to post it but it, i get another hearing because secretary Barrel uh will be able to testify as well as um jason's need um honest honest elections Yep. um so um uh, you know, you go to the Rhode Island or website. You go to uh, the tab that's called legislation, and you look for the committee agendas. And then you will pull out the committee that says um, state government and elections. Okay. And that will tell you when the hearing takes place. I'm okay. Just explaining this to your listeners so they can do it without hearing from me. Yeah, but um, if you you get that, me
0: the info, and then I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna blast yeah. it out. Yeah, we have Great. to. Great. On the this bottom of
1: that agenda. Is a link for them to do verbal testimony if they want to, yep. or just written testimony. And written testimony can be just as, as as little as, this is the bill number, and I support it. Okay. Period. Good. Their name, they support it, right? Just so, I think the people in that building need to understand that the people of Rhode Island do want fair and honest elections. Yes. They want it easy to vote. But hard to cheat.
0: That's right, and we don't have and that I right know. now. No, we're moving it's in the about wrong the direction.
1: Part of this, yes. Yeah.
0: Now, wrap the other reason is uh, tell us a little bit. Um, I did see you on Channel Ten last night. Uh, you look great. The bill that you're putting in, and this has to do with education and with children. Yeah, I think a lot of people
1: don't even know that this is happening in Rhode right? Island. They don't. But since yeah, since that news report, I have. Been inundated with emails um, and texts and tweets. Good. Um, in fact, a hundred people are showing up opposed to my bill to ban critical race theory in our schools. And let me tell you what it is—a little bit about what it is. It is, and I think, a divisive and perverse ideology that runs everything in our lives and American lives our interactions with one another, our public life, every part, our history, through the prism of race. And it tries to separate us into the categories of oppressor and oppressed based upon the color of our skin. Uh, There was a, a young boy, not in Rhode Island, in another state, who refused to say that he was an oppressor and they wouldn't let him graduate. And now his parents are having to sue. That's how perverse it is. You know, um, I'm old enough to have listened to Martin Luther King. I wasn't there in person, but I listened to him on the television. When he set the goal. And the goal was that everyone in America would be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. This ideology is just the opposite it's called neo-racism and it makes everybody focus on color and we are judged by color not as individuals right and it is damaging beyond damaging um and, and it doesn't belong in our schools it certainly doesn't belong with children I had a reporter for the Providence Journal just call me and say, oh racism is everywhere you can't look at Providence schools and say that there's not racism and and I, I pushed back in that Providence schools spend a thousand dollars more than the average in Rhode Island per pupil yep. What she's looking at is bad management, not racism right. She's looking at bad educational leadership, not racism. Racism, right? Um, so, but but that's what these, the people who are proponents of critical race theory want to say. That anytime there is an equal outcome, it's based on racism. But it's not. It's just not. And and you don't answer racism. Racism. I can't say it. Enough. Racism. Racism. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. My tongue is.
0: I no racism. No rep. You're exactly right. Listen, the, the, what what the the effort that they are moving towards is going to divide us far more than bring us together. This is not bringing people together. And you started off, no. you know, Martin Luther King was about everyone is equal. They don't want this to be everyone equal. They want to say, no, you were an oppressor. You benefit from "quote" white privilege, therefore, in some way they don't want to say it, but it's like you should be punished. Now, what message is that? You're going to well, build resentment. It's called white You're gonna,
1: shaming. White yes, shaming. Yes. To shame shame children. Children for being white. For being. A, it's an immutable, immutable characteristic. Right. That's how we're born. Yeah. Right. And, and, and they're trying to shame them for their whiteness, and yeah. it's just wrong. Right. A child in Warwick has no effect
0: over what happened in Providence. No, no. And if anything, I mean, let's just be, you know, blunt about it, I will. Um, if you're a white child in a school in Providence, you are the minority. I mean, if anything, you know, it's really taken over. So I, I wouldn't be keen on my child has to stand up and apologize to the class. I uh, that doesn't For sound like a white. very good idea. For being white, uh, good luck, you know, trying to get home safely, get to the bus safely. I mean, what are we talking about here?
1: Well, and you know, we've all, our country's already fought this battle. That's right. We had this civil rights um, riots back in the 60s and the 70s. And, you know, our Constitution, the 14th Amendment, guarantees equal treatment in the eyes of the law. And then we, we even toughen that with the Civil Rights Act of 1964. We fought this battle, we integrated. What this wants to do is segregate us again. That's right. To put us into little boxes yeah. and have everyone judge us as a member of a group, yeah. not, as, not us as individuals. It's, it's incredibly damaging. Um, it, is, it, it, will, it will hurt our society instead of make it go forward.
0: You know, but we're seeing it more and more. And again, folks, we're speaking. Good afternoon. We're speaking with Representative Patricia Morgan. You know, Rep, though, it's it's creeping in everywhere. I mean, I see it even local media where these young female reporters are saying, oh, there ought to be more young female reporters at these briefings now. You know, I'm just going to point, like, damn, uh, Brian Crandall of Channel 10. He, he's assigned by Channel 10 to go and cover the COVID briefing. Like, stop acting like he did something wrong. Um, th- yeah. th- this, this, you know, Vice President Biden, I'm going to pick a, a woman to be my vice president. And as we know, Governor Amundo was always so gung ho on just its optics. They're not talking about character of people or what's fair everything is becoming optics as far as the providence schools now whatever the reporter said that if they want to talk about race with the providence schools they ought to write the fact that all the leaders of the teachers union of the providence teachers union there's a group photo of them there's 12 people they're all white <laughs> they won't sit in the same room and negotiate with the superintendent, uh, education commissioner, excuse me, and Vontae Green, who's Latino, and then they won't sit in the same room with the superintendent, who's black. If there's a problem with race in the Providence schools, it's it's the union heads that are running the Providence schools, not necessarily within the classroom of the Providence schools. Just so the Providence well, Journal ought to write problem about is that.
1: Not race. No. The problem is not race, and Correct. I'm the first one to condemn the terrible education that those children are getting. That's right. But it it is about the educational leadership that's there. It's about their mismanagement. It's about them really um, not doing their duty to those children.
0: Yeah, It's
1: not about racism.
0: And also, I just want to circle back on, and again, folks, we speak with Representative Patricia Morgan. You know, and even like Secretary of State, Gorbia, and some of these others, talk about... Like low expectations to say that we can't have voter ID because people of color, minorities, they don't have IDs. They're walking around and don't have an. You are listening to the John DePietro show on ninety nine point nine FM and 1380 a.m. News talk WNRI.
1: 321-2799 That's 401 321 Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com
0: You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM News Talk WNRI AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM. It's uh, one thirty two, good, and it's one thirty two. I apologize. We had a minor technical glitch, but I want to thank Representative Patricia Morgan, who is uh, just terrific, really, in going through uh, this bill where they want to have these, uh, you know, people. And your child's in the classroom. How about that? They wouldn't let a little boy graduate until he admitted. Uh, someone who's Caucasian until he admitted that he was actually an oppressor they would not let him graduate from school this is just uh, it is come on it, it's its foolishness of what they're what they're talking about it's nonsense it's foolishness it should not be tolerated folks good afternoon it's one thirty-three, and this is John DiPietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM I apologize it was on my end we had a uh, minor computer problem but we are seemingly back right here it is the john dipetro show it is the power hour and tomorrow we will be at the covid briefing with governor mckee and he will have with him his new lieutenant governor nominee by the way nominee that has to be approved by the senate and that is um Providence City Council person Sabina Matos. She was being asked today, when is she going to step down from the Providence City Council? But I would imagine, you know, you're kind of in the same category as when Governor Amundo was named uh, to be Commerce Secretary, but then had not been approved yet. So I would imagine that she is not going to step down from the Providence City Council. I can't imagine that she would do that until... She is approved. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 134 on this Wednesday is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Were you in an accident? Did someone hit your vehicle? Did that happen? Call West Fountain Auto Body 401. 401- 272 3340. 401 272 3340. It's West Fountain Auto Body. It's Kenny. It's Patricia. It's your vehicle. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. If someone hits your vehicle and it's damaged, maybe it's a small dent or nearly total vehicle, you can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. 401 401- 272 3340 they're located 400 west fountain street in providence right behind the providence public safety complex it's west fountain autobody now remember if you're in an accident you know a lot of people they don't tell you this enough the first thing you need to do is call 911 and fill out a police report and then your next call if you can't sometimes your vehicle is so badly damaged that you can't even drive your vehicle. So now you need a tow truck. If that happens, instruct the tow truck operator to bring your vehicle to West Fountain Auto Body. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Now, if you are in an accident and you can operate the vehicle, then you want to drive there and you want to call them right away at 272-3340. They're going to handle everything for you. They'll handle all the paperwork. They'll put you in a rental car. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. The original, the best. Think of this. Since 1927, they're closing in on 100 years in business. You know, they fixed the first auto accident in Rhode Island. Uh, it happened in 1927. There was a, uh, a Ford, black Ford, and it was going down Westminster Street, And suddenly, someone who was a brand-new driver came around the corner and crashed right into it. That was the first auto accident in Rhode Island. And then the founder of West Fountain, someone said, well, now what do we do? And he said, you know what? I think I have some tools, and I can pull back the dents a little bit, and I think I can fix that for you. So they brought it over to his uh, shop at the time which was just a shed and during the course of the afternoon and in the next day he fixed the car so think of that since 1927 west fountain autobody call them 272-3340 located 400 west fountain street in providence you can depend on west fountain autobody well folks good afternoon it's 137 it's john DePietro. it was a big day that earlier, we do have a new lieutenant governor, and I'm going to play some of her first coming up. But I also wanted to make mention of, you know, for years, you used to hear about a legend in law enforcement. And that person has passed away at what I would consider a very young age. But our condolences go out to the family of former Providence police detective Steve Springer, who has passed away. He was just known as um just this incredible detective. And you know, they had some incidences where they had um you know, people firing at him, firing at his partner. They had some pretty high profile situations, but when that guy jumped in, he went in with both feet. So, uh we back the blue, we salute him. Uh but condolences go out former Providence Police Detective Legend Steve Springer has passed away. He was, um, you know, everything you want to say. Cops, cop. Folks, we have got to get back to uh, a mindset where it is, um, we just can't have this situation of people that continue to be. Anti-law enforcement and the lack of respect that they show law enforcement. So earlier today, if confirmed as lieutenant governor, Providence City Council, this is a Providence Journal, Providence City Council President Sabine Matos will move from one of the most powerful jobs in Rhode Island's largest city. She is the head of the city council. State office often considered as an afterthought. But to Matos, said to be the first Latina Lieutenant governor in state history, being a heartbeat away from becoming the next governor is something she couldn't turn down. Amazing opportunity to do the work I was doing for the resident city of Providence, for the residents of the state. Opportunity to work with the immigrant communities outside of Providence. The question is, why not? So uh, unlike in other states, the governor and lieutenant government have run independent. Some governors have given lieutenant governor a specific project or focus area. So in six years as lieutenant governor... Ian McKee's tepid relationship with Raimundo left him little responsibility, had no legal authority. And today, Governor McKee said nothing particular in mind, but he plans to, uh, you know, small business, long term health care, Alzheimer's, emergency management, going to be a big role. She's going to be at the press conference tomorrow, going to be able to hear what her agenda is, what she's working for. She wants to make sure everyone gets vaccinated. Declined to say when she plans to step down, uh, but referred to the Senate confirmation process. Senate spokesman said they have not officially received her nomination, and so there's no timetable. So, but that was big, and she seems um, very, uh, very earnest in that. Um, I also want to, I'm seeing another, another, uh, story violence worries asian americans in rhode island um who did this story by jack perry Uh, growing up in providence this man was called every name in the book chinese american Uh, they find it disheartening derogatory i love rhode island Um, he's concerned about an increase in discrimination acts of violence against asian americans he appreciated when acting u.s attorney for Rhode island called him former Chris Mayor Alan Fung and businessman together for a meeting last week to hear the concerns and show support. Fung said he's unaware of any increase in discrimination or violence against the Chinese American community in Rhode Island. But he said violent incidents are on the parts of the country, New York, California, people worried for their safety. That is true, by the way. Now, let me see how the journal character in Midtown on Monday, a 65 year old Asian American woman was hospitalized after she was attacked. A man punched and kicked or hurled anti-Asian insults at her. New York Police Department said it's a hate crime. Um, by the way, he was a person of color. Uh, Louis yeah, people are really concerned. Um, I've heard it from small business people and the elderly. So, um, boom, boom, boom. Uh, I just, I'm waiting to see if they say anything about White supremacy or anything like that, only because the bulk of the problem, as I've told you, has come from the African-American community that they uh, point out. I Also, let me um just see the report. So this was earlier today, where uh, Rhode Island has a new lieutenant governor, Sabina Matos, has now been nominated for the post. And she does have to then pass Senate confirmation. But as I've said, I can't think of a reason why that this would not. Um, I'm seeing right now an ad, stop Asian hate. Well, as long as they're preaching it to the right community. So the uh, stop the Asian hate. Let's fight the virus, fight the bias. Okay, here's, uh, do we have, let me just see, yeah. Let me see if they have a um, full story on it. This is the Channel 12 package on the new McKee Picks Matos. ...to confirm her nomination. Target 12 reporter Seth Machado joins us now live after this morning's official announcements.
2: Well, Sabina Matos will need to be confirmed by the Rhode Island Senate to be lieutenant governor. She was announced by Governor McKee as his pick this morning on this windy Wednesday morning here on the State House steps. An unusual situation. This is normally an elected job by the voters in Rhode Island, but this is the procedure in Rhode Island law when the lieutenant governor job is vacant. Now, Matos will be the first person of color to serve as lieutenant governor if she is confirmed, and the first Afro Latina to serve in the role. She said she was grateful for Governor McKee's commitment to diversity when he made his choice and she spoke this morning here at the Statehouse about being an immigrant from the Dominican Republic. She came to the U.S. in the 90s knowing little English, came here to Providence where she has risen to become a city councilor, then the city council president, and now she is on the doorstep of a statewide office. Now the dynamic between Matos and McKee is expected to be quite different from him and Governor Raimondo who did not see eye to eye or work as a team. For example, Matos is expected to be at tomorrow's coronavirus briefing and have an active role in the McKee administration. Here's a little bit of what Mato said about one of her top priorities. I share the governor's commitment to getting as many Rhode Islanders vaccinated as quickly as possible. And as the governor has said, we must continue to step up our effort and to make sure vaccines are reaching our communities of color. And there's no timeline yet on when she might be confirmed by the Senate or when a hearing would be held. The Senate spokesperson tells me they haven't formally received her nomination yet. This decision also shakes up politics in Providence, where Matos is the city council president and previously was eyeing a run for mayor. We'll have more on that tonight, starting.
0: All right. So, folks, again, though, big day for her. And then I give credit to Governor McKee. Um, He immediately... The, you know, they took to the road. They appeared at a place in Providence, and then they also, um, I believe, they were going to Johnston. I believe to see uh, to stop by a, a COVID spot. So, so uh, good for her and he. Um, I'll tell you, folks. Right now, he is not to be underestimated. He is, uh, by all accounts, he's making. I I think, and I know some people don't know her, but we've been talking about it. I think that was a wise political move. And um I I think he's he is uh, definitely surprising people. He um speaking of Governor McKee now, with the fact that he so far, you know, it's not easy. Um I like the fact he's gonna include her. Governor Mundo never included him. Now Governor Mundo never would have included him, never. I, I don't know about this see eye to eye. I don't agree with that simply because it's not that they didn't see eye to eye. Governor Raimondo uh, just had no use. Let's face it, folks, she, they, she had no use for a, a white male with with the optics that she was trying to put across. They liked, the Governor Raimondo liked the stage when it was Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, right? Uh, African-American woman, Department of Health. She liked that she had... Uh, the education commissioner, Latina. She liked that she had Brett Smiley was her chief of staff and then head of the Department of Administration, openly gay male. And then um also liked sometimes having Jana Coyne of DEM on stage. She liked to call on female report. I mean, Governor Amundo, you can't get more agenda-driven than that than the governor, right? Governor for the day contest. Uh, you know, first female head of the Rhode Island State Police, which was pretty much a disaster. Governor Amundo, everything with her was about the optics. Very little, on if anything, to do with qualifications. Everything was about the optics of it, and as far as the the situation right now. ...regarding the vaccine. Now, folks, good afternoon. It's one forty-seven. It's John DePetro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. Now, I'm going to touch on vaccines. If you've been trying to get an appointment for a vaccine, listen up, because I'm going to tell you about it in just a moment. But I want to remind you, if you need your deck stained or you need a handyman... Are there some things in your home where you could use a dependable handyman? I have someone. It's Jay Freitas Construction. It's my friend Jamie. You can call him at 837-4545. 837-4545. He also does deck staining. He'll do light painting. If you log on at petro.com you can link right through to his website. He's also on Facebook. 837 4545. If you need a handyman and also deck staining, which just really improves, but interior painting or listen, handyman services, home or office. Now, I know many of you haven't fixed things in the past because you didn't want to let someone into your home uh, for fear of COVID. And that's why, you know, many things have kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit. But you want to call, you want a dependable handyman, uh, log on handyman services light painting he can do it all you know there's nothing like having a handyman forget about that no good son-in-law you've been waiting for to come over on a saturday morning and fix it for you call jamie today 837-4545 great phone number 837-4545 but if you go to the website to com, there's a direct link and then you can uh link right through and uh and get a hold of him that way and reach him well folks good afternoon It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. If you're thinking that you'd like to get some of your Easter plants, remember Rhode Island's number one garden center has opened for the season. PR landscape materials and garden center. Tulips, hycynthias, daffodils, hydrangeas, they're open. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. They are officially open for the season. Way to see the beautiful selection of pansies, pansy flats. Pansy bags, hangers, bowls, assorted colors. The hydrangeas are the the most beautiful in Rhode Island. Especially, check out the the blue and the pink. The white are also simply gorgeous. PR landscape materials in Garden Center. Now, they also have screen loom and crushed stone. But they had a phenomenal year. And this year is going to be even bigger. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR landscape materials in Garden Center. So, folks, our news of the day. So, tomorrow we have the press briefing. Tomorrow we have the press briefing with Governor McKee, and then he'll also have his uh, new lieutenant nominee, which I think will move pretty rapidly, but it is Sabina Matos, head of the Providence City Council. I think it's a wise move uh, for a number of different reasons. I've heard good things about her. If you're going to put someone in that position, and at the same time, uh, it certainly helps him politically. It helps him in a Democrat primary. Former mayor of Cumberland, governor, uh, excuse me, former mayor, of Cumberland and now Governor Dan McKee, his political life now hinges on next September, September twenty-two. A year he is a, a year in. Let's see, April, May, June. So thirteen: April, May, June, July, August. He has a year and five months to solidify his base, raise money, and if he wants to remain the governor after, now granted, he would then fulfill the term. So he'd technically he be governor to the end of the year. But if he loses the primary, he, then you're just counting down the days. So, But he has a year and five months to get up to speed. But it's all about the vaccines. Now, if you're listing right now at 151, on either AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, and you're having a difficult time. More vaccines are opening up. I highly encourage you, I urge you, I implore you, if you will, to try. You go to just type it in Google RI vaccine and then you you have you can either uh, book an appointment with with the state locations and by the way i've heard from larry and cranston and others the state location very professional wherever they got it done either at sacanocet or portsmouth or the dunk and now locally there's some other places that are opening up that people are getting it um it is available and if you're having trouble more appointments have become available i highly encourage you to keep trying walgreens and cbs Because they keep adding uh, more appointments. So if you keep checking them, I'm pretty confident that you will then um, reach success with with those two. So, you know, at some point, now tomorrow's April 1st, I believe in the next two weeks, those that wanted to get an appointment, a little bit of effort, but you will be able to get an appointment. For those that, for whatever reason... Don't want to get the vaccine? I I don't understand it. It's your choice. You make the choice on that. But I want to just remind you that no one has died who got the vaccine. No one has died from COVID that received the vaccine. There are people that have passed away, but not from COVID. The vaccine's working. And by the way, I disagree with Fauci and the CDC. We need to open things up. I disagree with the former director of health, Michael Fine. Oh, no, no. We need more restrictions. We don't need restrictions. We don't need restrictions. We need to open things up. How many people coming back from Florida? They're like, it's, a, it's like a different country the way it's open. It shouldn't be like that. It should not be like that. There's no reason for it to be like that. But I think we should, listen, we, we're a small state and we certainly can, um, we, we should be moving fast And it's easy to get to and quick. And we want to get as many people because I think in the next two to three weeks, we could start to probably month. I'll go month because a lot of people, you still have to get the second shot. We're going to be pretty close to herd immunity, very close to herd immunity. And I think you will have places that you're going to have to show proof that you got the vaccine in order to go. That's going to be your choice. But just just know this at 154 on this Wednesday, it's going to be your choice. But there are places now I'm hearing now the Patriots, the NFL, they want to have stands, fans in the stands next season. But I am hearing that they're going to require you have to show that you got the vaccine. They don't want an outbreak at a game. Then it's your choice. You know what is you don't have to go. No one's going to force you to go to a game. But if you want to go to a game, you have to have the proof that you got the vaccine. No one's going to make me get, then fine. No one is, guess what? No one is going to make you get it. But you can't go to a Patriots game. So, all right, so so what? Then I don't go. Then you don't go. But it will start to be, and I don't get it, by the way. Um, As far, I don't understand, I should say. I don't understand the rationale. I know there's some people. I spoke with someone relatively soon, recently, I should say, who was saying, I'm anti-vaccine. Well, That's, that's all up to you. Hey folks, I want to remind you about our friend of Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today. 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. Ryan has entered the Juan domicile. He, uh, he first, first fixed our dryer. The dryer would not flip over. It needed a new belt, it turned out. Now, I just, for me to open it up and figure that out, it's just not my strength. But I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that. Then something happened when I went to make microwave popcorn. Something went wrong with the microwave. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401-710-7096. He fixed the microwave. He and his dad did. George. Then uh, we had a problem with the oven. I think we used a self-cleaning oven, and you're not supposed to do that, and it burned out something. He fixed the oven in about five minutes. Then <laughs> uh, something happened with the refrigerator. The door, the right door, wouldn't close properly. Or we had to, well, anyway, he then came and he fixed that. And then finally, we had a problem with the dishwasher. The dishwasher, Uh You know, too much going in and out, and then it was off the track, and he fixed that. Folks, he's amazing, and he can do that for your home, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember, Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts, and labor, and senior citizens' discounts are available. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 70 96 well folks good afternoon here i am it is one um it's the john DePietro show weekdays as you know we start at 11 we go until 2 it's a.m 1380 99.9 fm now uh tomorrow we will have the legal expert on our legal expert excuse me attorney tim dodd um i have been following the derek chauvin trial i uh I just don't, I, I you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't think his attorney's objecting enough. We'll talk with Tim Dodd about that. Uh, some of the witnesses have an unbelievable agenda. They just do. And they've been changed and they've been part of it. And they, they seem more advocates than witnesses, if you will. So did he intend to murder him? I. I mean, I don't believe that. But I don't know how you get away from the knee on the neck. Even though, and I, the evidence, I believe, will show that George Floyd died of a drug overdose. Uh, We learned he popped two Percocets. He obviously had enough fentanyl in his system that would kill someone. But the knee on the neck, when you see that, that photo, I just saw a short time ago the photo of, of Chauvin, Officer Chauvin, kneeling and george floyd the the photo was gruesome, where his eyes basically he's frozen he he's dead, lying there um he shouldn't have had his knee on his neck shouldn't have you want to have him on the ground on the ground um on his back something I don't know where they thought he was going. Uh, I know he was uncooperative. I know it's tough for police. That knee on the neck, I think it's tough to get away from. But we will see. Well, listen, folks, enjoy this Wednesday. Now, remember, back tomorrow at 11 and tomorrow we will be at the COVID briefing with Governor McKee and his new Lieutenant Governor. And that is nominee, anyway, Sabina Matos. Listen, enjoy this Wednesday. Remember, visit the website, dePetro.com, dot O.com. Also, find me on Facebook and Twitter. It's John DePetro Show. Stay tuned. You're going to hear the two o'clock news, and then it'll be the John Dion program right here on WNRI. WNRI, one socket.